it more and better than the way I did, God. Please drop that on us. That song that we sang to you felt good, God. Thank you. That it felt good, God. And I pray that this message feels just as good, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and take a seat, guys. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to cut me off or whatever because uh, I think I... I, I I don't want to be, uh, I want to finish the, the lesson, you know what I mean, without being cut off. So we got to take a seat real quick. I could sing that all day. Feel me, a woo, woo, woo. I could do all, all day, but I got to, I got to get, I want to. But Raymond didn't ask me to come over here to do that, you know what I mean? To woo, woo, woo on the stage. Uh, thank you. Uh, I want to thank the Ben Wheeler family and, and uh, Pastor Raymond and his wife uh, for inviting me here. Uh, to be honest, like the East, East Texas, the East Texas experience and stuff, I love it, man. This is good. The wind uh, feels good. The air feels good. It smells good. Uh, and thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, God really dropped something on me because he's been dealing with me about this. And to be honest, I had to switch everything up. Uh, after Zach preached, I had to switch some stuff up, to be honest. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I stayed until like 2 o'clock in the morning just to give you a sneak peek. I finished it at 8 o'clock this morning, just typed the last thing so I can share a good message. Uh, Pastor Edgy said that he canceled a university appointment just to be here. And I'm like, dang, man, if, the, if it's that important to a guy all the way from California, it should be important like that for me from Chicago. You know what I mean? To you guys. That's how important this stuff is. You guys are not just anybody. You guys are the Navy SEALs in the Christian walk. I'm not preaching to regular soldiers in the army reserves i'm preaching to people that might be tearing it up and all over the united states even throughout the world this might be the very conference that god speaks to you and he says you know i'm gonna answer my i'm not gonna be a chicken no more i'm gonna answer the call of god i'm gonna take the land for jesus christ so i just and that's how i, I just um so i had to rewrite some of this stuff it, it didn't what i had written down didn't sit, sit right man i said nah let me let me let me go back to the workshop you know what i'm saying <clears throat> and I talked to Miller over there, and it was firing me up. Man, I could have talked to him all. I was just spitting his wig back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, all right. The title is called Don't Be a Cheapo. <clears throat> Don't Be a Cheapo. I got this title from listening to an Andy Mineo song. And he said, I spend that bread. I'm no cheapo. And I was like, man, you know what? I can preach on not being a cheapo. Don't be a cheapo. And God's dealing with me about it because I haven't, I'm not preaching this from I have arrived. I'm grinding toward when I'm preaching. All right. So I'm, I'm preaching as a student, not a professor. Okay. Maybe a little bit professor, but I'm just, you know, I'm, you guys get what I'm saying. Okay. You can't make cheap arrows and expect them to perform like expensive ones. You can't cut corners and expect the arrow to perform like a well-crafted one. You can't use cheap materials and expect the arrow to get the job done like a quality made arrow, okay? The wood has to be good. The metal or stony tip has to be good. It has to be sharp. The solution applied to the wood uh, and the process to, uh, uh, has to be good. And the feathers have to be good. See, using cheap material means you can only use that arrow one time and that's it. The quality of the arrow can't be used over time. It cannot be used over time. God can use this person. He cannot use this person over and over again without this person being filled with pride or wanting some, some kind of financial benefit 
from being used. Those are, that's a cheap arrow. He can only be used one time, and that's it. After, the, after he, he does good, and he said, oh, maybe I should get paid for this. And you know what? I'm too good, and I'm smarter than my pastor. Maybe I should be launched out. You're a cheap arrow, man. You're cheap, dude. I can find you at seminary school, man. You're a cheap dude, man. Cheapo. All right, check this out. It can pierce through once, and that's all you get from a cheap arrow. Don't expect to be used twice, three times, or through the longevity, man. You don't have that within you. And check this out. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but have you ever played with cheap shoes and broke the shoe? I'll, I'll bring it home. Sometimes the homeboys hit the streets so much with cheap shoes, they break the soles of them. It happens. Hopefully not, you know, not a lot. Not in my home. I'm just joking. It happens. Come on, man. Get off the gas. It happens. It's like cheap Christians trying to do a disciple's quality job. You can't expect a disciple's quality performance job using a cheap Christian to do it. Disciples have a key ingredient, though, man. If you're a true disciple, this is a key ingredient that you have within you. It's called discipline. They've gone through it. They have discipline. See, they have the same root meaning in both words, disciple, discipline. They have the same meaning in both words, discipline, disciple. If there's no spiritual discipline, everything else will destroy you. And if a disciplined person knows he's not, you know what a disciplined person knows? He knows he's not alone, that God's with him. That's what a disciplined person knows. There's many more spiritual disciplines, but that's the main one. If you think that you're alone, you need more discipline, man. Pastor Anthony said this too, man. You want to get off of discipline? You talk to God. And you know what? God's going to help you throughout the way. And if you, if you think you're doing discipline by yourself, maybe you need more of it. And the realization that God's with you, he's not going to leave you or forsake you. He's the one that puts you on discipline anyway. That's a pretty good spiritual discipline. Have it knowing. And, and check this out. There's more spiritual disciplines, but ask your pastor what the meaning is. Don't ask me. Ask them because they actually know what the spiritual disciplines they want to build up inside of you. Check this out. I can, you can pass on discipline or impart it if you have discipline yourself. See, discipline travels to others and to other areas of your life. If you're disciplined in one area, you can be disciplined in other areas. If you're undisciplined in one, you're undisciplined in most probably. Good preaching. So striving for this should be the top priority, not just making our name known and launching people out, especially when the guy's not ready. And I think a major quality I need to have is the belief that I can make quality disciples. See, I have to believe I'm going to make quality men and men of conviction. More and more, I'm starting to see that the leader doesn't see through his eyes he sees through his belief system. You reach what you believe, God, you can reach for. Then I believe this has to be in your system too. What kind of product do I want to produce? And what kind of disciples do I want to see around me? How do I want the finished product to look like? The guy comes in, what do I see? And how, do, how am I going to lead this guy? What do I want the finished product to look like? How do I want the finished homeboy to look like? Let me flip this. What kind of disciple do I want to be also? 
what kind of church member do I want to be? And what kind of lover, learner, and follower of Jesus Christ do I want to be? See, I'm going to give you a glimpse of what the finished product should look like. Just a quick glimpse, okay? Jeremiah 51, verse 20. God says this. The Old Testament, he says this, okay? He says this. You are my war clubs, my weapon of war, and with you, I will shatter nations. And with you, I will destroy kingdoms. If we are building anything less than war clubs, we're not doing what the Bible says. And if we're aiming to be less as a disciple, and, and, and you're wrong, man. If you say, I just want to be in the club, I don't want to be a war club, you know what? You're wrong, dude. Something's wrong, man. Something's wrong. I just want to be in the club. I don't want to be a war club. Man, you're wrong, dude. You need to get saved, bro. No, because we live in a, in a selfish generation, man. You don't want to do nothing else for nobody else, especially for God. If you can't do anything for the ministry that saved you, you can't do anything for the pastor that laid his life down to help you, you're not doing anything for God. You're not. I'll say it. I'll keep it black and white. Hopefully it is. I know that yesterday it was like, dang, man, I had to go back to the drawing board. I'm like, nah, forget this. I'm not going to preach no rinky dink. I don't want to preach it. And only God can help you not preach a rinky dink message. I got it. I had it. Now, check this out. The last time I came to Ben Wheeler, it was a rinky dink message. I, I flopped it. I, I was like, dang, I, my, like, a, uh, like a tail tucked in. I was, <laughs> so I had, I had like, you know, a vendetta. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, God, please anoint me, man, before I <laughs> to preach, man. But check this out, war clubs. And, and there's more meanings of war clubs. And, and you know, and, 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 but I don't like this, right? I don't like this when it's done to me. But sometimes testing the quality of a man's work through fire to see what we are doing with these men has to, be ha has to happen. Let the fire of God burn that guy. Let the fire of circumstance, let the fire of challenges, let the fire of the pastor accomplishing his goals and you doing the work to make it happen. Let the fire of the family not understanding what you're doing for God and you say, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care what you say. Let the fire of doing ministry half asleep burn in you, man, to see what you got and what you're made of and what the kind of quality these men you have. Seeing what kind of fruit there is. If we got, look, if we got war club fruit, man, we're doing something good, man. But there's much more to building war clubs. I'm just giving you a few examples, okay? Check this out, 1 Corinthians, 13, 1 Corinthians 3, 13 through 15. Each man's work will be evident for the day will show it because it will be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. You know what? The fire will happen. Uh, there's no running from it. The fire will test you whether you like it or not. There's many people who try to run from the fire while in ministry only to get it somewhere else. The difference is they are living away from God and getting the fire applied to them away from serving God and using the excuse to quit on God, but the fire still chases you. See, they're probably not doing evil either. They're probably not evil, but they're not doing Jesus also. They're not doing evil, but they're not doing Jesus. It's possible not to be doing evil, but you're not doing God either. I read a book by John Bevere, Good or God. Man, that changed my life. Anything good not submitted to God is evil. That's what he sounded like. Man, come on, dude. Well, he proved it. It wasn't the good side of the tree that tempted Eve. It wasn't the bad side of the tree that tempted Eve. It was the good side. 
It's good for food, pleasant for the eyes, desirable to make one wise. It was the good side, the job, the money. Oh, Miami. I'm going to work in Miami and, and evangelize over there. They evangelize to you quicker than you evangelize to them. All right, check this out, verse 14. And then it says, if any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. You know, what you know what the reward is? You become an arrow that God can use. See, if any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as through fire. Check this out. What kind of arrow do you want to be? And what kind of arrows do you want to produce? See, every one of us has seeds placed within us when we get saved. A seed to be God's arrow of the potential is there the moment you get saved. But people don't pay much for seeds. They pay for fruit. Fruit can be expensive depending on where you go. Man, New York, an apple is like three bucks. I'm like, dang, bro. So if you want to be launched out to the big apple, you got to be expensive. You have to have expensive fruit. That means your character has to be very, very great. We eat fruit, not seeds, man. I'm going to tell you something else. God eats fruit, not our seeds. God doesn't eat our potential. He eats our fruit. Seeds have to go through time, man. Being watered, being planted in the right soil, in the right environment. We all know that. But what kind of fruit do you want to produce? Check this out. Will you be willing to invest in that seed that God placed in you so it can grow up to be good fruit? That's your responsibility. Will you invest in a seed God placed in you by letting God water you, by giving him time he needs to develop you, by being planted in the right environment so he's growing? So you're, so you're growing with God in the right environment. And will you not quit? Will you not uproot yourself and try to go somewhere and not quit? I'm going to give you another picture, Matthew 25, 24 through 25. Will you invest in the fruit? I'm going to give you a prime example of this. This guy had a, he had one tannic fruit. And it, man, I'm going to tell you, and it shocked me when I read this. It said, and the one also who had received one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. You are a very tough guy, man. Come on. Man, you're, you're, I don't know. I was scared to even talk to you. I was a punk. Verse 25, and I was afraid, and I was afraid, and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, you wicked, lazy slave. You knew I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in a bank on my arrival. I would have received my money back with interest. You know what I'm starting to see? God does want interest. The one talent servant wasn't stupid. He knew his master to be a hard man. You can't be stupid and not know your master to be a hard man. So if he knew his supposed master was a hard man, he also knew it was easy to produce fruit meaning to gain interest on the talent he received. All he had to do, he was smart enough to know this. Man, all I got to do is put this one talent in the bank, and the bank would have did the work for me. All right, well, what does that mean, Jojo? All he had to do is stay connected 
to God while being in the home and keep serving. And God would honor that and produce some interest on the fruit that he already had and the talent that he placed inside of him. Very easy. No, because I get misunderstood, man. Because sometimes when I say something, they misunderstand what I'm saying. They're like, no, no, no. I want them. And I, I had to go back to the drawing board. I said, there's too much, uh, there's too much trying to guess. I'll, I'll paint the picture for you, man. Because I don't want to be misunderstood this morning. There's even a song. Don't want to be misunderstood. Do, 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 do. I don't want to be like that. Look, check this out. This guy could have put it. He, he knew his master was a hard man, but he also knew, man, if I just stick around, I'm going to produce some fruit. You know what? You know, he, it would have been a little fruit. It would have been a baby fruit. It would have been a little investment, but it would have been something. You know what? Check this out. Being smart enough to do more and going all the way wasn't this one talent person's problem. The problem was his heart. The problem was his fruit. See, if the person's heart is like this toward the pastor, let him go, man. Be, be a productive citizen of society. You know what? You graduated the home. Well done, good and unfaithful servant, man. God is with you. I'll give you a certificate, man. May the Lord take a liking to you. Goodbye. That's tough, right? I don't know why I'm getting this. I don't know why God gave it to me like this. I'm sorry. If, <laughs> Raymond, I'm not going to invite this guy ever again. No, I'm just, I'm just joking, Pastor Raymond. No, because if you have a desire to be launched, I'm going to tell you something, man. Like Brian and these guys that want to be launched out, right? And, and uh, <clears throat> these older guys, okay? Timothy, okay? They guys have a desire to be launched out, man. Nick told me something a long time ago, man, and, and you know what, man? It was an understatement how I received it, man, okay? Because if you have a desire to be launched out the right way, okay, I'll give you a key. Do you want it? It's, it, man, I'm telling you, it's simple. You're going to say, ah, man, I thought it was something divine, Jojo. I thought it was something that's going to, ah, ooh, an army. But it's not, it's not really that hard, man. All you have to do is replace yourself reproduce yourself check it you know what this means so i can paint a picture so you don't under, so you understand what i'm saying because i get misunderstood this means i'm shooting on the cool too this means a couple of men can do what you do at least 80 percent as good as you in ministry so your pastor is in a position where he can win you are giving him people to work with so he can put his touches on them and bring them up, but not necessarily downgrading the performance because of your absence. You're leaving him. You're not leaving him with all the work. You actually gave him some fruit. You're leaving him in a position where he can win and grow the guys, but not from ground zero. He's growing them from 80% and just raising them up so he can launch them out just like you. And if you can't do that, you're not ready to go anywhere. If you want to transition out of the home, reproduce yourself. That way there's no ill feelings. Man, you know what? Dang, I don't know how to say it. Man, I don't know. There's something missing. No, you know what's missing? He's not reproducing himself. He's, he's selfish. He's leaving you in a, in a bogus position, man. Earn it then. Be anointed then. And let God anoint you. Let God's man, he says, man, you know, you're reproducing yourself so much. Go ahead and leave, man. You know what? Man, thank you, bro. You, you know what? You're a man of God. You're a real man. You're not a boy. You're not a Boy Scout Christian. A Boy Scout homeboy. You're a man of God. Do you know what? Man, 
Let me get the oil and dump it all over you right now. You're ready, man. You can reproduce yourself. You know what? That's proof that you're anointed, man. That's proof that you're ready. Oh, I can preach a thousand sermons. Man, people can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but unanointed in their faithfulness, man. You're not anointed in that area. You preach heaven down to earth, man, but not anointed in your faithfulness. That's bogus, man. Why don't you get faithfulness inside of you, man? I want to end it with that, too. Check this, uh, my boy, God dropped it on me. He spit my wig back. I'm like, dang, God. You're not leaving that guy with all the work, man. You're not, you're not bogus, dude. You're a man. You know what? I got saved through here, and I'm going to leave you in a position where you can win. Here's some of my fruit. Well, where's the fruit? I got this guy. I got Nacho and Paco and Jose. I got David and Peter and Nicholas. Here you go, God. You know what happens? The chances go up. Well, you can be launched out. You, you know what? God, I want to be honest with you. God will put it in that guy's heart. Your pastor's heart, he says, man, it's ready for him to go, man. I'm keeping him back, dude. God would deal with that guy, man. He's like, dang, man. You know what? I, I, well, how do I know, Jojo? How do you know, Jojo? Like, you read it in the Bible? <clears throat> yeah, I read it in the Bible, but I experienced it, dude. It was a three-and-a-half-year test. What do you mean? <clears throat> this is what God did with me, and this is how it happened to me. I'm not saying this is how it's going to happen to everybody, but this is how it happened to me, okay? The principle is still the same. The key is still the same. I'm giving you the key. The key is still the same, okay? The building got bought in 2014. I got launched out in 2017, three and a half years later. I believe a little bit more and more that God did it on purpose so I can replace myself to help my pastor out in the leave of my absence. And it took me three and a half years to do it. Jojo, you're still, I was, you know how, how discouraging it is? I, I did it with a smile. I'm discouraged. Hey, you're still here, Jojo? Not in Chicago? Oh, okay. You're almost good, man. I'll invite you to the next conference to preach. I'm like, damn. All right, never mind. But check this out. You know what? You can buy, you can buy shirts. For discounted prices at Ross and Marshalls and TJ Maxx, but you can't make, you can't be cheap, and you can't buy discounted disciples, and you can't make discounted disciples. Don't let the disciple cut corners or cheat. God, you know what? God gave us an example. When we made the world. When God made the world, He didn't, He didn't stop until it was good. God wants good. I believe God gave us a message not to stop until our disciples are good. When building disciples. Foundation is first and important. It's built first, not last. The foundation has to be strong, not weak. Our disciples have to be strong in submission to their pastor and conviction toward God. It's possible for a guy, a scheming guy like me, to be good with my pastor but be bad with God. You got to be strong in both, man. You got to be good with your pastor, but also God can convict you and when your pastor's not around. And says, yes, God, I will do it. If not, you got a weak foundation. We can't afford weak disciples just like we can't afford to live in weak foundation houses, man. You know what King Solomon, when he was building God's temple, the, the one that God placed in David's heart? This is how he built the foundation. I read this, and, man, it, it kind of it shocked me. Look at 1 Kings 
5, 17 through 18. Look what it says. Then the king commanded, and they quarried. That means they cut and took out great stones, costly stones, to lay the foundation of the house with cut stones. So Solomon's builders, Huram's builders, and a, a Jebelite cut them and prepared the timbers and the stones to build the house. It was costly stones, even though you couldn't see it. These were very expensive, large stones that were cut, and they were placed from the hidden eye. You couldn't see it. Expensive stones, large ones, the best timber that, you can, that Israel can find. And people marvel at the homeboys when they see you. But they don't marvel how much it costs to make you or, or what, it, what it took to put discipline, love, and faith inside of them. There's, there's a saying. People love sausages, but they don't, know, they don't want to know how they're made. They don't want to see how the sausages are made. People love chicken, but you don't want to see the get chicken get slaughtered and, oh, and, then, and then fry it and say, here's your dinner, sir. Here you go. People love the homeboys, but they don't love how much it costs. And the brutal reality of the disciplined love supervision, waking up early, going to sleep late, hit the streets. I don't care how you feel like. Hit the streets anyway. Hit the streets. Well, I don't feel. I don't care. Hit the streets anyway. Shut up. Shut up and go. Go ahead and go. They don't want to. They don't want to go through all that. And then, and then you run into the 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 Christian brotherly love. Oh, they're doing you wrong. No, no, no. He's doing you wrong by telling you that. Oh, that's okay. Oh, they're, they're, oh your pastor is, oh, he's, nah, dude, that, that, he's trying to make you a weak arrow. That's like a, I don't know why, I'm, that's like a tough teaching, man. I'm going to conclude it with this. It's a long, well, it's almost a long conclusion. Check this out. I'm going to conclude it with this. See, people love homeboys, but they don't love what it costs to make them or what it takes to make them. They don't. Solomon, he cut the best stones, man. He made sure. But nobody can see it. And so when your pastor's making you, he's going to use the best stones. And nobody's going to know what's in, the, in that foundation. But check this out. What kind of disciples do you want to be? Homeboys and homegirls, you got to ask yourself, is it going to, like, what kind of disciple do I want to be? What kind of man do I want to be for him? Or the girl, what kind of woman do you want to be for him? See, it's going to cost, and it's going to take a lot to make you. God is not looking for present leadership for the future, but looking for the future leadership for the future. That's who you are. There's a famous quote, leaders are made, not born. And we have to make them. Philosophy and good sermons alone won't make leaders. Getting taught in classrooms, in the seminary schools, being protected by the troubles of life, don't produce leaders or a God arrow that he can use. God said something interesting in making leaders. He doesn't look for qualifications, aptitude, or IQ, even though they're good to have. But this one thing gets God. David is an example of this. When he was out in the woods fighting lions, protecting his father's sheep from bears, guarding his father's sheep from snakes, he had a sense of responsibility to care for the sheep that couldn't take care of themselves. And they were his father. They weren't even his. They were his pastor's. 
New ex-drug addicts can't take care of themselves. I don't care what you say. You can't take care of yourself. If you're, you're, you're a new ex-drug addict, you can't, you can't be left alone. Oh, just trust me. No, I'm sorry. No, you're an ex-new drug addict. You, you're crazy, man. You needed David to be on your butt. The lion of your thoughts. The lion of your lying tongue. The bear of your messed up evil heart. You... you the snakes of the upstairs, the little gossip. I sold dope. Oh, oh you see the homegirl? Oh, oh man. She, uh, she looked at me and, oh, man. Woo! That's my next ex right there. The homegirls are even worse, so I'm not even going there. The homegirls are worse. They already know the name of the kids they're going to have, all that stuff. Oh, this guy, he already married me. Uh, we are, you know. That's the only thing that gets you guys going. You guys are, you guys are, you guys need to repent, man. I say girls, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get you to say hallelujah for nothing else. For I'm serious, man. I'm almost done, Pastor, okay? All right. All right, check this out. What made God choose David was his care and responsibility for the sheep. The living things, not books. David was more interested in the living things, not the books. God said, man, you know what? Man sees appearance, but I look at the heart. That's what God said. You can't buy this quality with a certificate. Having a person on payroll can't buy this quality either. Just know it's not cheap. You know what? It's not cheap. Check this out. Even though you have a good heart, I'm going to say that's not the end of it. You know what? I don't know if I'm off on these numbers, but it took God 14 years to take that good heart David had and to make it into a king's heart, a God arrow's heart, a great heart. It's an expensive process to work on a human heart. You go to surgery and get, it, get work, work done in your heart. It's an expensive process. The same, it is the same spiritually probably even more. See, God invested a lot of time in the scenarios he was creating for David, placing people in certain places and putting agendas together to refine, to build up David's heart into a heart after God's heart and to keep it like that after he became king, gaining a wife, children, and possessions in all the land. Amen. What got David is not what kept him. What got David was the sheep. What kept him was the refining process. Man, if I, I don't know, you guys should write this down. You guys are just looking at me way too much, man. And I'm going to tell you something. This is the building foundation process I'm talking about. The person having a heart, growing that heart, is the foundation with costly stones. That's the foundation. You homeboys don't want us to be cheapos. You want us to be expensive with you. Expensive in putting you through the process so you have a God-fearing heart. So you, God, God can look and says, man, that's a man after my own heart. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and end it. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't even know what to pray for on how to transition out, however you want me to do it, because it's, it's 10 one And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real respectful of your time, and I'm sorry, man. One minute late. But in your heart of hearts, man, quit being selfish, man. The world is full of selfish people. 
You know what our problem is? We work with selfish people all day long. You can't even do nothing for, you can't do anything for your ministry, your pastor, or even for God. If you, if you can't tell me you're doing something for God, but you're not helping the man of God out. You're not helping the ministry that you got saved in. You're not doing anything for God. You're a liar, man, and your pants are on fire. I don't want to overkill with, with the altar call, okay? So I want a smooth transition to, to, to pass it to pastor right here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 